100 Pounders Wednesday meeting and today is the 18th of November and we have Amy B who is going to share her experience, strength and hope. Take it away, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rita. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, every co-host. Thank you, every person for your service today, including the service of showing up at this meeting. My name is Amy B. I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in the Mid-Hudson Valley, New York. Um, thank you, Rita, for asking me to speak today and giving me the opportunity to carry the message and do service. Um, I find it's really very easy for me to qualify by showing some photos, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, so that's what I'm going to do. So um, I don't have a lot from when I was at my biggest, a lot of photos to choose from. This is at my children's one of my children's birthday parties. Um, the one on the left is so out of focus, but again, I just didn't have anything. And the one on the right, you can see just how, how huge I am. Um, the next one, the one on the right, again, I, it's the same place, but I included it because you can see how round I was in the middle, how just that classic obese, morbidly obese, unhealthy, life-threatening physical state. Um, the photo on the left in the purple shirt, I had actually lost 50 pounds in that photo and um, was feeling pleased with myself over it. But again, you can say it's, you can barely tell the difference. And that's another thing is that when I had taken, when I lost 50 pounds, I took a photo. I took a photo when I started, I took another photo when I lost 50 pounds and I couldn't tell the difference between them. That's how big I was. Um, my highest weight, by the way, and I don't share this in every meeting. I'm gonna share it because it's a hundred pounders meeting. My highest weight was 333.7 pounds. That's my highest recorded weight of all time. Um, and it's somewhere around uh, that brown photo. Now here I am, I had lost, look what I did. You know, I threw force of will and restriction and exercise bulimia, I, I lost the weight. I have tons of photos from this time. Again, that half marathon that's on the right, that's an indication of my just killing myself, pounding my joints um, in, in the disease. Uh, I took these photos, uh, these were passport photos that I had had and I remember posting them on social media, the difference and it's an after and before it's flipped, but um, you know, just, just seeing the complete difference in my whole face, my whole look. And um, here I am at the pinnacle of my weight loss. Uh, so, I, so I thought at the time, um, again, as a result of a lot of disordered behavior um, and I thought I had it. And I'll tell you, I kept that weight off for years. Um, through more disordered behavior and an insane brain that um, was intense. And uh, life happened to me as life does or nothing happened to me as nothing does. And I'm an addict. So I show you those pic these pictures, the back and forth. And then here I am on my first day of abstinence in OA. This is the what I look like the morning after I walked into the rooms. I had the presence of God with me telling me that I would want this photo and I did take it. This was the first day of my abstinence. And um, uh, I'll tell you what happened, but here's a little spoiler. This is me about 55 minutes ago. So 
So the program works. And I show the photos, the back and forth, the up and down. Where's the stop share? There it is. Um, I show the, the back and forth, the up and down to show you that I am who they describe in this big book with food. I am an alcoholic in the food. I cannot stop once I have started and I cannot stay stopped. I, I can't, not by myself. Those photos, that disordered behavior, I, if, if it could have been done by human will, I would have done it. I wanted it. I researched it. I committed to it. I spent on it. I, I, my life was insane with the focus of what that scale said. And I couldn't keep it off because I am an alcoholic in the food of the type described in this book, this book that is right in front of me, this book that is always next to me, um, the big book. And I'll tell you, when I came into the rooms, it was, um, my life was crashing around me. My weight had gotten high. That, it, uh, through a miracle, that was not my top weight. I did not gain it all back, but I came close. Um, close enough, doesn't matter. And um, I had been going to a therapist and she said to me, you need OA. And it took me mm, not that long, but I, the, what I said to her back on that day was, look, I'll try anything. I am desperate, but I will tell you right now, I'm going to have a problem with the God thing. She said, okay, whatever, just go. Don't, don't let it stop you. If you're willing to try anything, you might as well go. And I figured I would go and not like it and stop. Um, and I'll tell you the first meeting that I went to, which was on May 1st, 2018, uh, I was not comfortable. I did not hear things that I connected to. Um, I, I, this is why we tell newcomers to try six different meetings. I didn't feel connected in that first meeting and I couldn't get out the door fast enough. Like I could not get out the door fast enough. And at the end of the meeting, they were like, oh, we'll give you a newcomer packet. And I'm like, I, and I'm trying to get out, but I didn't want to be rude. So I'm standing there. They couldn't find the newcomer packet. And finally, I'm like, I have to, I'm leaving. And this woman, this angel just grabbed my wrist and she said, hey, why don't you take my phone number and I'll take yours. And I just wanted to get out of the room. So I would do anything to get out of the room. So I did that. And um, the next morning I remembered her. I remembered her trying to help me. And I texted her and I said, thank you for being so nice to me last night. That was it. I was just broken and at my worst and somebody showed me kindness. You could tell that I was desperate. And she texted me back and she said, you know, not every meeting is for every person. Why don't you try another one? There's a really great one on Wednesday nights. And she gave me the information and it was Wednesday that day. And um, I had a very important commitment that evening. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll go next week. And yet all day, I could not stop thinking about it. Couldn't stop thinking about it, um, which I know now was my higher power just like setting off lights, no, just anything to get my attention, to get me closer, um, to get me relief and help. And I couldn't stop thinking about it all day. So I called the person I was supposed to go to a meeting, my kids, whatever, um, unimportant. And I called her and I said, if I gave you the, the points, would you just read them if I couldn't be there? And she was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I went to the, to the meeting and I drove to the meeting. And when I got there, 
the parking lot was having like a kid's carnival. So they had all of these big bouncy houses in the parking lot and the parking lot was closed. So I come around and I see the parking lot is closed and I say, oh, guess I can't go to the meeting. And I start to make the U-turn and I am telling you as clear as day in my head, no, you made this decision already. Park on the street and walk inside. Because I, I, I made this decision already. And and I at the time, like I just, okay, I, it was, it was amazing how clear the directive and how immediately I um, accepted it, um, which is a miracle all by itself, honestly. Um, and I take it as evidence that my higher power loves me so much um, that she was willing to do anything to get me some help. So I parked on the street and I went inside and the woman at the front who was celebrating six years of abstinence was telling my story. And I just busted into tears in the back of the room. I'm like, and again, in like a big sweatshirt and whatever, and like just weeping copiously. And up at the front of the room, it's the speaker and the leader next to each other. And I see the leader elbow the speaker and, and like nod towards me, like you got one. It was really just, um, it was a moment it was an incredibly beautiful um, time. And I shared and I said, I'm, I need help. I don't know what to do. I need a sponsor. And I got a sponsor right away. And um, in the interest of time, I'm not going to unload every single piece of that. I will say that one of the greatest gifts that my sponsor gave me was that on the first day, um, she said to me, because I explained to her that I knew how to lose weight. I know how to lose weight. I look, you saw, you saw. I know how to lose weight. Don't worry about my food plan. And I know what to eat and not to eat. She said, okay, well, tell me what you eat and not eat. And I listed all of these, you know, and a lot of them, grains, sugars, flour. I mean, the things that we know and I knew I couldn't eat. But the thing I said to her is, but I can have dark chocolate as long as it's over 85%. Um, it's fine. It doesn't have a lot of sugar. It doesn't bother me. It's not what I would binge on. Um, and she said, how do you know you can have it? I said, well, I had it every single night while I was losing all this weight, every single night. And I lost it anyway, so clearly I can have it. She said, oh, how'd, how'd that work? I said, it worked great. I lost so much weight. She said, where are you right now? I was like, uh, fair point. And she said, um, well, would you not have it today? And I said, yeah, I could not have it today. Um, and then I went inside and the thing is like, I had said to myself, well, I got to tell my husband because one of the things with us, it's um, dating later in life. And we had that dark chocolate together every night. And I'm like, oh, it's our ritual. But as I'm thinking back on it, half the time he was like, nah, I don't want any. And I had it myself, but I kept it in my head as something that we did together. Because again, I'm a compulsive reader and I cannot differentiate the true from the false. Um, as it says in this book. So I went inside and I said to him, babe, I'm, I'm not gonna have the dark chocolate. And he said to me, are you telling me you're never gonna have dark chocolate again? And I said, without thinking about it, oh my God, no, I'm just not having it today. And he said, oh, okay. And um, that was uh, two, two years, six months and 16 days ago. And I am still not having dark chocolate today. And I gotta say at this point, I am perfectly comfortable. If somebody said to me, you mean you're not gonna have it forever? I could be like, yeah, that, that's quite possible. I mean, if I'm lucky, if I'm happy and healthy and spiritually fit, yeah, 
I hope so, um, which is crazy and a miracle and wonderful. Um, but I want to address um, the first, the incredible fatality of this disease. I didn't really tell my growing up story or what it was like gaining this weight, but I will tell you that my father, though not in our fellowship, and I will not take his inventory, has struggled with morbid obesity, has gained and lost over 100 pounds multiple times as I have. Um, and that's what I saw growing up. He's a type two diabetic. He's had both his legs amputated. He's been in kidney failure, had a kidney transplant, heart attack, stroke, lost almost all his vision, several fingers. Um, I, I could go on. This disease will kill me. It will. It will. There's a great special edition, Vision for You special edition. I don't know if you've heard it. It's called uh, uh, Big Book Warnings and Death Threats. It tells us in this book that if we are an alcoholic in the food of the type described in this book, with us to drink is to die. It is a fatal condition. The good news is, is that there is a solution and it absolutely works time check. Okay, here we go. There is a solution and it absolutely works. The solution is in this book. The solution is getting close to God by surrendering, cleaning house, and helping other people. This program is one that is spiritual and altruistic. It says right in the doctor's opinion where it describes, we get close to God and then we help people. And I gotta tell you, when I lost all the weight the first time, I wanted to help other people do the same thing. And I was able to describe the physical things I did, the ways I ate, the way that I exercised. Um, as a matter of fact, I wrote a blog post on it that got like accolades, whatever, it doesn't matter. I tried to write the follow-up, like how I, how I changed and I could never write it because I didn't know, because I didn't do anything. Um, so I came into the room saying, I'm going to have a problem with the God thing. And, um, my sponsor, again, the same sponsor who told me, what if you didn't have dark chocolate today, that first book, well, I didn't have a, that first day when I didn't have a big book yet, she sent me a, a screenshot of the days for today, that day. And I, um, copied it out in a notebook and like started, this is it, diagramming it and underlining it like an English assignment, um, really looking and applying my own things. And from going through it, I started taking all of these notes about how it was about trust and about how, um, there were things that were bigger than me the concept of time, the force of nature. And I wrote the force, the universe, healing with a capital H. And I, and I thought about that and I said, all right, I wanna think on this, like just the idea of like a, a larger sense, maybe I couldn't get down with God, but maybe I could get with the force of the universe, a larger sense of healing with a capital H, opportunity with a capital H, time with a capital, uh, with a capital O, time with a capital T, all that stuff. And um, so I decided to think about it. I put on my headphones, I went for a walk and um, a song came on. And I have to say, I feel like God has talked to me through lyrics a lot in times when I didn't have a direct connection and my attention was sought. Um, so I, I, um, I was listening and a song came on, a song that I'd heard many, many times before. Um, but all of a sudden I heard it as a conversation between me and a higher power in which I was saying, I'm broken. And she was saying, I know I'm here 
I love you. And I burst into tears. Oh, actually, that's not the full truth. What happened was I felt the tears start to rise, but I had always trained myself to suppress my emotions. So as soon as I felt them come, I like tried to clamp down on them. I do this breathing thing that I do, like to like make it go away or that I did, I should say. And as soon as I did that, a voice clear as day said, no, let it come. And I just broke and I just started to cry like weep. And I will tell you, I had an experience and it was just pure from my heart. The sunlight was sparkling. The leaves were, it was, it was, I felt my heart beating in my chest. My, and I knew that I was in the presence of a higher power. Call it God, call it a higher power. Sometimes I do whatever, whatever it needs to be. And I was in the presence and, um, <laughs> what's funny and I tell this part of it too is that there were people coming towards me on the street walking their dog and I don't know what I must have looked like because they crossed the street <laughs> um because I was truly having having a moment um and uh, I, I ran back to my notebook and I picked it up again and I started writing this is it this is it and then I went up to the top and I'm like date the page I need to date this and I look at my phone to see what the date was and it was May 4th May the 4th I don't know how many pop culture people we have on here but in the Star Wars vernacular may the force be with you on the 4th they celebrate that may the 4th so it's may the 4th may the force be with you I had just written the force of the universe all over the page and I was like and I wrote down okay I hear you and then I just wrote a whole big thing about what if what if there was what if I did? And um, I know I'm coming to the end of my time. So I want to talk about what my understanding of my higher powers come to me. And I'm sorry I didn't talk more about the steps, but the steps are the answer. Doing the steps precisely in order, um, fully committed is how we get um, a, a complete psychic change and our miracle. That's what I actually have written at the end of the doctor's opinion in this book. I wrote the words. Here it is. Um, follow these directions precisely in order for an entire psychic change and your miracle. So that's what I'm going to say about the steps. But what I'm going to say about my understanding of a higher power today, to me, God is a compass setting for divine love and divine unselfishness and divine honesty and divine purity. And when I get up in the morning and I say steps one, two, and three, I am setting my compass for the day towards divine love. When I get agitated, I try to think about, I need to direct myself towards those things. That's what God is to me. And um, similarly, when I, when I try to pray and meditate, um, I think about it as, as setting kind of like radio dials to get the frequency. I set my dials for love and unselfishness and honesty and purity, which are the four absolutes on which the 12 step program was based. Um, and I got an entire psychic change and I got a miracle and the weight is merely an indicator. It's a gift that God has given me to, to, speak on how this program works and how it can work. And um, it's a way of making my outsides match my insides, 
which are healthy and spiritually fit. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Amy B, thank you so much for your experience, strength and hope. Okay.